I want to take a break from the podcast right now and I want to give you a gift. I don't want to do that to thank you for being a listener. I put my heart and soul into this podcast. I love interviewing today's experts, researchers, MDs, psychologists, sleep trainers, you name it. I just, I hope you feel inspired to take care of yourselves and your families. And I just want to thank you for, for being a listener and hanging out with me. So the code podcast10 is going to give you a one-time $10 off code at kellylevesque.com, your next order of protein powder. You can either use that on my grass-fed beef isolate protein or on my new vegan chocho bean protein. Now, here's what I love about my protein powders. It's three ingredients or less. So we don't use fillers, emulsifiers, no fortified vitamins or minerals. It's easy to digest and naturally made without any enzymes or chemicals like hexane. So it's three ingredients. With my grass-fed beef isolate, that's 100% grass-fed beef, and it's made in the way that you would make bone broth. So just heat and water. And we dehydrate it, that end product to get that collagen-rich protein powder that your whole family can drink. It can be added to coffees, to smoothies, and you can get it in vanilla, chocolate, and unflavored. I wanna point out that my vanilla and chocolate is made with organic vanilla bean, organic cacao, and the only sweetener used is organic monk fruit. We don't use any maltodextrin. Our monk fruit is 100% ground monk fruit, and it's organic. And with my vegan line, I'm so excited to have launched this and to have it out into the world. It's a regenerative bean from South America called the chocho bean. And the chocho bean is the most superior plant-based protein powder you can get your hands on because not only is it a complete protein, but the process is made with heat and water only. They're crushed and soaked, and what that end product results in is an anti-nutrient-free protein powder. So you're not gonna have any lectins, phytates, or oxalates in your protein powder. Makes it super easy to digest, and it's really, really delicious and robust in cooking as well. So I love it if I want a thicker smoothie or a smoothie bowl, and I also love it in my baked goods, from my cookies to my muffins, pancakes and breads. It's the perfect protein addition. So if you wanna give either of these proteins a try or you've already been purchasing these proteins and wanna take advantage of this special deal, the code PODCAST10 is gonna get you $10 off for being a listener here at the Be Well by Kelly podcast. So head to kellylevesque.com or bewellbykelly.com Put the protein you'd like to purchase in your cart and use the code PODCAST10 for $10 off. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Today's guest is my friend, Nikeo Grico. She is a beauty entrepreneur with two successful businesses, her first beauty brand, Nikeo, that launched in 2002, and 13 Loon, which she launched with her co-founder, Patrick Herning, in 2020. Nikeo has long been an advocate for clean beauty for all skin colors, types, and needs. Using her beauty secrets that she learned from her Kenyan background and travels around the world, she successfully launched Nikeo to marketplace desperately in need of beauty products. Today, Nikeo is carried at Target stores nationwide. And in 2020, when the world was profoundly impacted by Black Lives Matter's racial justice movement, Nikeo noticed a plethora of Black-owned beauty brands finally getting due recognition from mainstream media. Yet there was no main community hub in which consumers could seek them out efficiently. Additionally, she noticed that there was a misconception that BIPOC beauty founders were only creating product for BIPOC consumers. Thus, 13 Loon launched as a community-based 
and allyship to highlight BIPOC founded brands in one shoppable location that do in fact make product for all people in an effort of true amplification and allyship that lasts beyond a particular time of year. It is my pleasure to invite and welcome my friend, Mikhail, to the podcast. You look so beautiful. Oh my gosh, girl, I just got off a red eye. I'm like, <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Red eyes are tough. They are brutal, but I got upgraded. So at least I got to sleep. Okay. And I, I downloaded this app called time shifter uh-huh. because I, you know, I came to New York and then I'm here till Friday and then I go home and then I go to Europe. So this time shifter app helps you avoid jet lag by staying in your circadian rhythm. Amazing. And so, you know, it was like, and it gives you specific times for like caffeine, for sleep, for bright light, for low light, for no light. And so I've been trying to be really good about, about doing it. But normally if I have to take a red eye, I will, you know, come in, take a nap for a couple of hours, then have some form of caffeine, take a walk, you know, yeah. this time it was like, I looked at the app. I was like, are they kidding? It was like, you know, sleep for, you know, four and a half, five hours on the flight, wake yourself up. That didn't happen, but (sighs) only a five hour flight. Anyway, open the window, get the bright light and then stay up until 10 o'clock tonight. Oh my goodness. I'm going to see if it works because I get pretty bad jet lag. So, well, we're just going to have to keep this part of the podcast in so that everyone listening is also getting your health tips. (laughs) Right. Time shifter, time shifter app. Time shift your app. I'm going to put it in the show notes then. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being willing to jump on a call after your red eye and to share about, I think your second baby, because we first met at the spa, a spa wellness event in LA. And yeah. I learned all about Nikeo beauty. Uh-huh. And then since then you've raised capital and started this amazing company, 13 Loon. Yes. And I need to hear or 13 Loon. I need to hear all about it. You're amplifying black and brown founders who have beauty products. I went down a rabbit hole on your YouTube last night, learning a bunch of self-care tips, but I just, I have to know about how you started this company, what it looked like raising yes. money. Can you kind of give me like the landscape, how you came up with the idea and Take me back to the beginning. Yes, I would love to. And I'm so happy to be here with you. I've missed your face and I'm just so proud of everything that you've built and all you're contributing to the collective. Um, And yes, so, you know, when you met me, I was was deep in beauty founder world. Um, I created Nikeo Beauty, you know, as really an homage to my family because I felt that uh, the sophistication of Africa was really missing in premium beauty. So I created that brand. Um, Back in the day, they called it an all-natural brand. That was before we termed, yeah, clean beauty. But um, but it's always, you know, it's never been a trend to me. It's all I knew. My grandfather was a medicine man. My grandmother was a coffee farmer. So I knew about the restorative power of extracting oils from nature and using ingredients that come from the earth to treat the skin and to treat ailments. Because even though I was raised here in the states, I had the opportunity to go back to Kenya and learn these beauty secrets as well as having my mom who just consistently used those practices on my skin and, and our wellness and the way we ate. So, you know, I, I decided to turn that into a brand 20 years ago because I felt that um, it was important to celebrate, you know, these rich ingredients from Africa. And 
And, you know, entrepreneurial life, as you well know, it has its ups, its downs, its challenges, it stops and it starts. But, you know, ultimately, Nikeo was purchased by Unilever back in 2017 and and was able to launch into Target um, in January of 2020. So right before we shut down for the global pandemic and, you know, it had launched online at Target, then March 2020 happened to the world. And at the height of, you know, this new way of living and surviving, we also were dealing with the pandemic, which is systemic racism and and racial reckoning that was happening um, here in this country, but really felt globally. And I found myself on all of those lists, Nikeo Beauty, the brand, myself, Nikeo, and, you know, top black owned to shop, to follow. And, and while it was wonderful to receive those honors and those accolades and to see, you know, the sales of Nikeo, you know, skyrocketing at Target, it was built on the precipice of this very hard time. And a few things happened to me in that moment. One, I couldn't believe, I mean, I would be on lists that had a hundred founders, 400 founders, a thousand founders. And, and as someone who at that point had been in the industry for 18 years, I couldn't believe how many of these incredible, non-toxic, beautiful brands with these rich founder stories I'd never heard of before. And, and we were seeing these great initiatives, like the 15% pledge and pull up for change and incredible, incredible initiatives also coming out of the summer of 2020. But in in my mind and in my co-founder of 13 Loon's mind, we thought, gosh, it shouldn't be that hard to get to a certain amount of, of beautiful Black-owned beauty products um, to shelf because here's a list of a million. And so I, I too would go down a rabbit hole of their Instagrams and their websites and start reaching out to them and forming friendships through DM. And, and then it was at that point that my co-founder Patrick and I thought, let's create something of our own. Let's take our own pledge. Um, You know, we wanted to debunk the myth that black and brown people only make products for black and brown people. I mean, for 18 years previous to 13 Loon, I'd been making products for people of all skin tones and, 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 you know, we deserve a bigger piece of the pie. So we took our own pledge, which is our 90, 10 rule and 90% of all the brands we carry at 13 Loon are created by people of color who create products for everyone. And 10% are dedicated to allyship because we wanted to A, honor brands that before 2020, even though they're not black or brown owned, had long thought about serving all in their formulations and in their businesses, in front of the scenes, behind the scenes. So we launched with a handful of great ally brands and then 13 black owned brands. And now we have 140 brands 16 months later and signed a giant retail partnership. Oh my goodness. I, well, I have to say like just the aggregation of those brands, that's kind of how I felt in the middle of the pandemic when everyone was championing black and brown owned brands that I hadn't heard of so many of them. And the fact that you're bringing it all together, it's like, it's, it's when you think about, okay, I'm going to go search for a beauty brand. I'll jump on Sephora.com because they have all these new beauty brands coming out, but it was never to champion women of color and it was never. And so it is, it's so helpful because like you, I was rabbit holing, like, okay, this is one person's own little site. And now I'm going to find out like, how am I going to get it? And, and so to bring it all together. And I think you make a good point. Like there is this stigma that um, black owned companies are for black, the black community only. And your brand was one of the first brands. I mean, we met, I'm trying to remember when that spa event was maybe 2014 or 2015. Yeah. It was a really long time ago. We've been oh, friends for so ago. long. And yeah. 
I got samples of that in my spa bag, <laughs> my goodie bag. <laughs> and it was, I mean, the most, and you've sent me some, like the most beautiful and luxurious oil-based products with all these mm-hmm. phytochemicals and antioxidants. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how is 13 Loon breaking down the stigma that these mm-hmm. brands are for everyone? And how are you educating the community? You know, it's so funny because as a black woman who, you know, launched a premium skincare brand back in 2002, I've never quite understood the stigma. You know, I've been yeah. using products made by people who don't look like me my whole life and they work on my skin and my hair and, 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 and they should. Right. Yeah. And, and so, you know, when I think about systemic racism, it, it, it's really just steeped in that it, to, to look at someone and assume that they can't serve you because right. they're more melanin rich is, it's just an old paradigm. And so, you know, the core at the core of 13 Loon, our goal is to help a build generational wealth in black and brown communities and to show, you know, what you, what you see you do and to show the next generation of beauty founders that they can do it too. Um, you know, the only way we're going to come combat systemic racism in this country is by having a level playing field and allowing others to catapult, catapult to success based on their talent, based on, what they're outputting to the world. And so I think that 13 Loon just helps everybody to make their beauty shopping more meaningful. And, you know, while we have great big brands like Goop and Olaplex and also some bigger BIPOC brands like Butta, et cetera, you know, we are just a truly inclusive retail platform that's now opening 600 stores within JCPenney. And it's just an opportunity for us to serve a consumer that's been underserved for far too long to give an opportunity to founders that so deserve it um, to get to national shelf space, to have the visibility that they have on 13loon.com. But also beauty is universal. We all love beauty. Who doesn't love lipstick, right? And it's just a way to to connect us all. We've lived in such divisive, frenetic, stressful, horrific times over the last few years. And those of us that have been lucky enough to survive it all deserve some peace and happiness mm-hmm. and good beauty products and connectivity <laughs> and, and a place that you can go and feel seen. We all want to be seen and heard. And 13 Loon is here to see everyone and, and to, to serve everyone. And so while there's great platforms that are, you know, black for black and circulating black dollars and brown for brown, et cetera, 13 Loon really is a place of discovery and and, and a chance to learn global beauty secrets. Um, you know, we have brands from East Asia, Southeast Asia, Africa, the UK, France, Australia, Chile. You know, it's, it's not just about Black people in America, although we have some incredible Black-owned American brands. It's about connecting us all in a place that is grounded in, in, uh, in beautiful beauty products and beautiful stories. Absolutely. I love the, I love giving these companies a level playing field and also just being able to share your mission and, um, 13 Loons mission just with my audience, because you're giving us a platform to go search. I I'm sure you've had these amazing stories with brands that you've championed that are now really successful and they, and, and that goal of creating generational wealth is are there any personal stories from brands that you've brought yes. into there's so many, there's so many 13 loop them. that you're yeah. like so proud of. And you're like, you guys, this is, this yeah. is such a secret product. And this company's work has such an amazing story and you have to go yeah. try it. Gosh. 
I know. Let me think. I mean, I, I often tell this story. Um, so she was one of our original 13 brands. Her name is CC Meadows. And she has this incredible, first of all, all the brands at, at 13 Lunar non-toxic and made with good for you ingredients, rich founder stories, et cetera. But this founder specifically, CC Meadows, she has a company called Prados Beauty and she is Chicana and Native American. She started her, she's a mom. She was in the military. She's four kids. She started her beauty brand based on inspiration from her Native American culture and her palettes. I mean, when you see her palettes, her highlighters, her colors, like they're just so rich and beautiful. And and she started her company out of her baby's nursery. That was the only place she had to work. And 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 she built this incredibly beautiful makeup brand that we brought to 13 Loon. And over time, you know, it's only been 16 months, this brand has catapulted to success. And when we brought um, you know, we opened our first 10, 13 Loon at JCPenney stores uh last fall. And when we launched her brand into one of our first stores in Whittier, California, um, it was the first time a Native American founded makeup brand has ever been brought to a national shelf which to me is also so perplexing. It's wow. we're in the United States of America, the native American culture, you know, literally has given us so much um, right. and has had so much taken from them. And, and to think that this talented woman would have never otherwise, or, or, or to this point had not gotten the opportunity to bring her insanely gorgeous palettes to market and, you know, she's such a special being. Um, she has served this country. She's such an inspirational mother. She comes from such a place of joy and she dreams her packaging and then works with this very talented Native American famous artist named Stephen Paul Judd to bring the imagery to life. So when you look at her palettes, it's, it's her dreams realized. And then you open it and you've got this like insanely gorgeous, like turquoise eyeshadow and pinks and golds. And it's so fun because I love it at almost 49, as much as my 16 year old daughter and all her friends (laughs) love it. And, and, you know, people buy into people before they buy into products. So yes, all the products we carry are insanely amazing. It's a place of discovery, super efficacious, but, but it's the people behind these brands that make these brands so, so, so deeply special and so deserving of success. Oh, so our brands, I'm sure you're, you're looking for these types of brands and brands are coming to you. If a brand if a founder is listening and wants to be featured or, you know, be a brand on 13 Loon, how, how does that process work? Yeah. So we do, we have a lot of inbound now, which is really exciting because it means that more and more people are learning about 13 Loon and we have an incredible buying team. You know, we are a small, but mighty team, but it's growing, you know, we're a company born in 2020 on zoom. Yeah. <laughs> and while we have an LA office, most of our team doesn't live in LA. And so we were really lucky that the first hire um, that we had, key hire that we had was our key merchant and our buyer. And her name is Janelle. And she's a black woman who helped build beauty at net So when we talk about curation and the gift of curation, this woman has that just in her DNA. And so the best way to have your brand considered is to uh, email brands, plural, at 13 Loon, 13 spelled out, L-U-N-E, like the moon in French, dot com. And, and then it will go to our buying team and they will do the research and, and you know, ask for samples. And, and sometimes brands aren't quite ready for, for, 
you know, to, to come to the site or, or to come into stores or, you know, but what we love is the discovery of these brands early on. And then to, as a team, give them feedback in ways that, that maybe the brand will be ready or, or, you know, speak to them about what it is that we're specifically looking for and curating and where our highest penetration is. And, you know, I was so blessed to have so many mentors along my path and, and as challenging as it's been at times to be, a black female beauty founder, you know, if it wasn't for my mentors, I wouldn't be where I am today. And so I believe that, you know, being a mentor, finding mentors are equally as important. And it's, it's, it's so crucial that we as humans lend a hand and help others reach their success. And so I love the mentorship aspect that's built in naturally in our culture at 13 Loon, um, whether it comes to how to raise money you know, how to get your brand a shelf, how to survive once you get your brand a shelf, what sort of support do you need? These are all lessons that I've learned over the last 20 years of my career. And, and I've had a lot of fall down moments, but it's in the getting up moments that I feel like I've gotten the greatest gift, which is the ability to share my experience and help others who will make their own mistakes, not make the mistakes that I've made. Uh, well, you're, I mean, you're paying it forward because as a, I'm sure so many of these beauty founders are really the creative type and they like to, you know, they're not necessarily versed in how do I raise money? What happens if I have a raw material or ingredient that goes out of stock or I can't, you know, access it and then it puts a bottleneck on mm-hmm. my production. So I'd love to learn a little bit more about your experience because you did, you started this company in the midst of a pandemic and there was mm-hmm. systemic racism everywhere. And as a black female founder raised a boatload of money to start this amazing mm-hmm. company. So can we talk about that process and what it looks like to raise money as a black female founder? Yeah. You know, I've been doing it on and off for 20 years <laughs> and, and it definitely looks a lot different now than it did, you know, back when I was 27 and idealistic. And I was really lucky that I had the naivete to not even know what the stats are. You know, I think that knowing that black women raise less than 0.002% of venture capital and, and yet start the most businesses in America. Um, I was just recently named the 94th black woman ever to raise more than a million dollars, which, you know, the accolades and then the congratulations are obviously humble and welcoming, but I also am shocked that there has only been 93 before me and it's 2022. So I'd say the first thing is just don't get deterred by the stats. Know your audience. You know, the venture community is slowly but surely changing. You know, uh, in my journey with Nikeo Beauty in the early days, I never met, a, uh, much less a black or brown person, a, a female venture fund, you know? Yeah. And so the fact that with our last round um, for 13 Loon, that it was led by a venture fund that was all black women was progress, right? And And going back to my earlier point of what you see, you do, um, there needs to be more people of color and and women in in venture because the stats for women, black or brown or not, are still pretty horrific. But but it's growing and it's changing. And I always come from a place of hope that I I truly, truly believe that everything that we have all been through um, over the past few years is, is truly a testament to a paradigm shift. And and old paradigms go down fighting, but new mm-hmm. paradigms are more fun to build. So I do believe that, you know, when it comes to venture and it comes to raising, um, you have to be mindful that, you know, there is still a lot of old paradigm stuff happening, but it's not your job to break it down. It's just your job to, 
to to start a new one to continue um, towards a place of you know inclusivity and, and equality and and when I look at our kids and what the world's going to look like when they're I mean my daughter's going to vote in the next election you know she'll yeah. be spending her own money on her clothes and beauty choices and and her wellness in the next couple of years and so that's what gives me hope it's that's what the world's going to look like and so if you're still stuck in the old paradigm way of doing business that you're operating from a place of fear that you know it all has to be a way that you know white and male and blah 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 and that's that's not going to work because the world's just not going to look like that in in you know before we know it and so you know, from a business perspective, it's just a bad business idea to yeah. only invest in, in those because then you won't have any customers to serve. They they will be moving elsewhere. So I think that when it comes to this situation, I feel so grateful that I've had a little bit more ease um, in raising for 13 Loon, but I think it's just timing is everything. And, and it was divine timing that we all as a collective had a chance to just sort of stop and watch and observe and see how we could all do better with the time we have here on earth. Your, yeah, your timing, your timing was perfect, but it's also like you said, it's the younger generations feeling so connected who are purchasing. Um, and I would say that maybe I'm on the top end of that generation, but just even looking at all the young women that I serve and that I work with as a nutritionist or as a, as a mentor and coach as well, it's like, we are making decisions from our pocketbook. That's that it's voting. It's every decision where every decision is a, is a vote for inclusivity or it's a vote for clean beauty, or is it, it's a vote for like pure nutrients that are amazing Mm -hmm. for your skin. So it's, it's nice to see, it's nice to see it changing. And I, and you know, you think about it for venture capital, like for people to have these large boatloads of money, (laughs) You know, to have boatloads of money and to say like, to start to see, um, you know, even our, our friend Emma on the shark tank and like to see diversity start to happen in that space and to see women, you know, being listed on lists as multimillionaires and taking their income and reinvesting in young women who have great ideas is going to take a, a while for us all to, to have this opportunity, but I love that 13 Loon was, you know, that you raised in um, a black female founded venture funds. Like you're, you're creating that, that generational change. And, and we're seeing that. I mean, I'm just so impressed and I'm really happy for you. And I'm, I'm happy for this brand because it's, it's a way for all of us to really make those choices with our purchases. Right. Yeah. And, you know, with fearless fund, that's the, the fund that led our round. Such an amazing um, impact that they are making, um, you know, for for women of color and people of color owned businesses. But, you know, allyship is also very, very important. You know, it is not our fight to fight alone, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and I'm just as grateful for for the investors that don't look like me that Mm -hmm. were the first to write checks and come to the table. I mean, my partner is a white male. Yeah. um, on this I know Patrick. Inclusivity, <laughs> yes, inclusivity uh, bandwagon, but has long before Thirteen Loon been a true ally um, to me as a friend, and so allyship just feels good. I love being an ally to to my friends and my colleagues, and and 
And when we think about communities that that really desperately need allyship in order to make this world a safer and more beautiful place, it feels good to do good. And, and you can build a profitable business that's also mission-focused at the same time. Um, you know that, obviously, because you've been in this wellness space for so long before it was trending, you know, <laughs> last night. And it was everybody kind of going around at this extremely beautiful you know, healthy whole foods dinner talking about, you know, cleanse versus eating healthy and, and what is a cleanse and what's a reset. And, you know, and I think, gosh, our conversations are so different than they were even just a decade ago, sitting around with a bunch of women at a fashion dinner. Right. right. Um, but I love it because it really is stemming from a place of whole holistic mind, body, and soul space that regardless of how unsure and and sad the world looks right now, I think we're all really holding tight to what we can control, which is, is being a better contributor to just making the world better. And so while observing, you know, massive heartbreak all over the world, it's, it's, I think it's, what's keeping us sane. Right. It definitely is. And I, I would say like, I love even just you having, being able to like share 13 Loon here with the Be Well by Kelly community, because we love clean beauty and I want to know your favorites so that we can get to the site and, um, and start making just purchases that make us feel good. Absolutely. So I would definitely suggest, as I said, that, um, any of the makeup products by Prados, Mm -hmm. um, uh, from a makeup perspective, I really love Citizen and it's CTZN, uh, a line uh, started by three Pakistani sisters that live in Dubai and London, um, who sort of defied what nude is. You know, people used to think that nude went from pale, pale pink to peach. And even people who don't have melanin rich skin may have more melanin in their lips. And, and they've literally created a brand where everybody can find their nude. It's so inclusive and it's named after really fun cities. I, ironically, I wear Los Angeles and Sarajevo because (laughs) pigmented, but everybody loves it. And it comes in this um, dual set where you've got lipstick on one end and then lip gloss on the other, and you can mix and match. So citizen cosmetics for sure. Um, I'm a huge fan of vitamin C serum. It's so good for you. Um, it helps with discoloration and obviously hydration, but it's also really good at helping your sunscreen to work better. And so we have some great vitamin C serums, one by Butta, uh, by Dorian Renault. We have another one um, by Beauty Stat, Ron Robinson, who is a black chemist who has this patented technology, and that's gone TikTok viral crazy. Um, we have great men's brands like Ceylon, hair care brands by Vernon Francois, celebrity hairstylist, um, makes hair care for all. Uh, Bomba curls. Uh, I'm very into um, scalp care, and it's something that like. I know for my generation, you know, we, we would constantly, you know, overwash our hair, dry out our hair. And, and so you start to see in your thirties and forties, especially after children, my generation experiences a lot of hair loss and, and scalp care, you know, for our kids' generation and beyond is, is really huge. So we have this amazing brand called Jazz and Kicks, um, that has this incredible scalp scrub, for all hair types. And it's just really about treating your scalp once a week so that you can maintain growth and help to lessen, um, uh, lessen hair loss, as well as when you start young, taking care of your scalp, it's going to make for a better head of hair. 
So I love all the education around it. Um, we have some incredible bath and body brands. We have a Mississippi mud mask by Mary Louise, which is just the greatest mud mask. And then some of our ally brands, Dr. Barbara Sturm, Goop, Olaplex. Um, we've got some really fun big brands launching uh, this fall when we open our next 300 stores at 13 Lunit JCP. So lots of good stuff. 140 plus brands to check out. And what I also love about the site, you know, very much like a Violet Gray or a Goop, it's very content led. And so we have incredible stories, um, you know, stories that really speak about the times, you know, founder picks, staff picks, celebrity picks. We have an incredible beauty vanguard that I know you're a part of. Um, So yeah, check out 13 Loon. We definitely will. And I'll put the brands that you mentioned in the show notes so people can snag those products directly as well. Um, can we can we talk about this amazing collaboration and like uh, your presence in JCPenney and what that relationship first looked like and how you just decided to work with JCPenney and what your like what your vision is for for I guess you can call it retail like a real yes. store. Yes, everything's online. Store. Everything's online nowadays and everyone shops and there. Retail but... is not dead. I never bought it. Not even when the malls were closed. I was like, <laughs> everybody, retail's a place of community. I mean, I'm one of those people that loves to shop alone, but I just love to wander and observe and discover. And, and I, you know, and especially when it comes to skincare and makeup and fragrance, it's such a, you know, while we do extremely well, um, telling the story of the brands and describing the brands, et cetera. There's just nothing like an in real life experience. So we always knew that 13 Loon would become a full omni-channel brand and, and have a physical presence. But 90 days after we launched, literally, we got a call saying, you know, JCPenney wants to meet with you. JCPenney had, you know, obviously gone through, you know, some tough times um, in the latter years, you know, leading up to COVID. But then um, were privately bought and now privately held and, and having their amazing rebirth. And, you know, it's America's oldest retailer. It's over 115 years old. And, you know, James, I know so much about James Cashpenny now because I've just been doing so much research on who is this man that 115 years ago had over 115 years ago had the wherewithal. And imagine what the times were like back then. And to go into rural communities where, most people would be afraid to open a large department store thinking that they wouldn't get the profitability or showing up in black and brown communities with department stores during a time where we were dealing with segregation, right? And because he built JCPenney on the golden rule, which is treat others how you want to be treated. And so he was definitely ahead of his time. Um, you know, growing up in Oklahoma, JCPenney was the only place that sold my mom's, you know, foundation shade um, with, you know, the cosmetic lines at that time. And And, you know, as everybody's sort of doing these kind of store and store retail concepts, you know, Sephora had had an extremely, has had an extremely successful business within JCP. Um, But when they contacted us, they were really dedicated to finding a retailer that was hyper-focused on hyper-inclusion. You know, it's so important that we see ourselves reflected on shelf and beyond a product offering being able to highlight all of our founders at shelf, their pictures are there, their stories are there, both are, you know, black and brown and ally brands. There's an instant connectivity because a consumer, a staff member can look at that shelf and see themselves reflected, which is, I think, why 13 Luna is having such a great 
um, great success in these first 10 doors at, uh, inside the new, and it's kind of this new really uh, reimagined JCPenney beauty space. And then 13 Loon is a store and store within JCP beauty. And I think, you know, the reception has been overwhelmingly wonderful, but I think it's because, you know, when I get to go into the stores, I constantly hear, you know, thank you for doing this for us. And, and it's not just from black or brown people, right? It's like bringing some of these undiscovered brands to rural communities that would may not have one of the other major retailers in their neighborhood, but they're getting to see Wander Beauty. Oh, that's another one. The Wander Beauty eye patches I wore on the plane. They're a miracle saver. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Visha Beauty, doctor brands that they hadn't discovered before, um, you know, by by people of color, by allies, by people who have their shades. It's just a it's just a really heartwarming experience. And it's just also a really a huge opportunity. You know, people keep telling us, you know, we're disrupting the beauty industry in a positive way. And I never did this to be a disruptor. I just did this to be more inclusive. And, mm-hmm. and that was our goal is just help more people feel like they belong in the beauty space, especially brown and black people who spend the most on beauty, you know? So right. um, you have, you're, you're a mentor and a megaphone. I wouldn't, Aww. I don't, you're, I love that. You're and a beauty founder. You know, it's so funny because I've been so focused on e-tail and retail, you know, obviously for the past year, rightfully so, but I'm, I'm definitely itching to, to get back to, to Nikeo beauty. Um, you know, Nikeo beauty is now owned by, um, by, by Unilever, um, but, but but yeah, I have other ideas, other projects on the horizon. So. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh my goodness. Well, keep us posted on what we'll the first to know what's to come for your second beauty baby. I'm sure that will be featured on 13 Loon and um, shared with everyone. Yeah, it's interesting because it, when you're on, you, you have to love the internet for its ability to, for people to have a little bit of an even playing ground. But when you start to look at like ads, like large businesses that then all of a sudden they're making a bunch of money and then they are able to spend a bunch of money on marketing and ads. And then they're all you see in your feed. How do little brands break through without a platform? Like they can't, like there would, it's actually virtually impossible. And that's, that's a really big proponent. Um, I've had a many, many sleepless nights as a beauty founder, heartbreaking nights. Um, Access to capital, hands down, has always been my biggest struggle. I mean, while I'm so proud of taking my business from my apartment at 27 to a national conglomerate in my 40s, it shouldn't have taken me that long. But so much of my business had to stop so I could go find capital to take it to the next level. And and then even when I would get the big opportunities and I would think, oh my gosh, I've made it into this, you know, national space, I would get there and realize I can't afford to be here. I can't afford the marketing. I can't compete. I can't thrive. I can't survive. And that's heartbreaking when you have to walk away from one of the biggest opportunities of your life and you've built your business to get somewhere just to realize when you get there, you can't afford to be there. And and, and the inequity in that, right? And so that's why it is this full circle moment of, you know, why investors, there need to be more investors that are women and people of color so that they can then recognize, you know, from their own lens, you know, it, it's all cyclical. And so one of the things that we, we work really, really hard at at 13 Loon is that, yes, we're a business. This is not a charity. We are here to build a very successful business. And, and um, but I need, 
to be able to know that my founders can sleep at night and that they're protected and that we may take less on the bottom line in order to help amplify and celebrate and elevate them. And that is our commitment to them. And what we're seeing is that by helping our founders, by not having to come on and pay us all sorts of marketing dollars to be on the platform, et cetera, focusing on their inventory, focusing on their innovation, figuring out how to grow their teams, figuring out how to finance their POs, et cetera, et cetera. We're freeing up so much of their head and heart space to just focus on growing that they're going to end up being more successful than they would have otherwise, right? So so it really is, um, you said it earlier, it's like in paying it forward, we're actually building to a greater success in our business. And, and my partner says that all the time. You can have extremely profitable business and do good in the world at the same time. And I think at this point, anybody that's building a business, if you don't have some sort of mission to better the collective, it doesn't even have to be like an out loud philanthropic mission, but just a mission about even if you're opening a pizza shop, what are you putting on that pizza? How are you, where are you sourcing those ingredients from? What neighborhood are you going into? Who are you serving? What are you doing during times of, of strife and, and, and hard times in the world? Um, I just don't think it's possible to have a successful business anymore if you're not, if you're not thinking about how to better serve others. said it earlier, we're thinking more holistically about our purchases, about how we take care of ourselves, about how we show up for our communities. Mm-hmm. And you're the perfect example of someone doing that. My little mentor megaphone. Oh my gosh. Oh my <laughs> so, God. It's it is, so wild. It's so it, wild. And honestly, I am so grateful for every fall down, heartbreak, tear, starting over, relaunching. I don't, I can't even remember how many launches I've had for Nikeo Beauty. Um, over the years, but I'm so grateful for it now because I know now that I'm actually living in my purpose. I, you know, I say all the time, I'm almost 49 years old and I finally figured out what I want to be when I grow up because when I was just so focused on this brand and this brand and this brand's success, I, I didn't even realize all that I was downloading and experiencing to share, um, with the world to help others get to success quicker. And, And so, yeah, I never knew that I would actually sit in a place of gratitude for having my heart broken or being taken advantage of or any of those things that have happened to me in business because it's what got me to where I am today. So also to know that those fall down moments, usually for anybody listening, um, that's maybe in one, um, getting back on the bike is, is the greatest success. And it usually leads you down a path to a better existence. So just stay the course. I love that. Is there... For the founders that are listening or people who have a business idea, um, is there a story from when you were starting to KO Beauty where you fell down and you thought you weren't going to be able to get back up? Mm -hmm, Several. Um, But one that comes to mind um, is, you know, when I had the brand as an independent brand, when I first started out, I launched it Fred Siegel in LA and Jeffrey, New York. And I had built, you know, the business to... 180 boutiques on my own out of my apartment in my twenties with my roommates, helping me pack boxes. My boyfriend, who's now my husband at the time coming over every night and packing my grandmother's coffee scrub and loading them up in my truck and driving them to UPS because it was cheaper than getting a UPS pickup. You know, all of the things that we do running out of inventory when you get a press hit, all of those things. And, and there was one moment and Nikeo had really sort of, you know, found its stride and the business was growing and it was still really just me working there. I had like, you know, some outsourcing, you know, for accounting and things like that. But 
the products ended up being on the Ellen DeGeneres show, uh, 12 Days of Christmas. And then Oprah, when she had her show, the Oprah Winfrey show, had an episode where she had her friend friends bring her their favorite things. Um, I knew about the Ellen show because we had to ship, you know, a bunch of product to the audience. I found out about the Oprah show days before it happened. So there was, Oh, geez. Oh no. You know, so-and-so is bringing, you know, your coffee scrub and your candles onto the, and I was like, Ooh, I don't have any, like I, I <laughs> don't have any of that left. It's Christmas time. I've sold out. I'm trying to find the capital to make some more. And anyway, the episodes ended up airing within two days of each other. And there was that moment of like, oh my gosh, I've arrived. I'm on Ellen and Oprah in the same week. And then there was the panic to the nth degree. It crashed my tiny little website that I'm not even sure was built property <laughs> properly. I was back ordered so many units. So many people were ordering these as Christmas gifts or holiday gifts. And there was no way they were going to receive them in time. Credit cards are being run. You know, it, it was a disaster. And, um, and it was so sad because you would think in a moment like that, it would be easy for me to pick up the phone to an investor and say, I need XYZ dollars today to make this inventory. But I wasn't even getting return phone calls from investors at that point in my life or emails. Um, and so I had to make this really difficult decision to give a lot of money back um, and shut the business down. And I, and I shut it down for two years after that, um, where, you know, my story was, I'm going to go out and try to raise financing, but I just had a baby. Mm -hmm. I was nursing. We had bought our first home. I'm now technically unemployed. Um, it was really, really, really difficult. And I, you know, used the talent that I had learned, the mistakes that I had made to help others not make them people starting candle lines or t-shirt lines. And, you know, I would kind of consult and, help friends, you know, figure out how they could start businesses. And, and then that would bring in a little money, but it was still just so heartbreaking because I missed my brand. And, and it wasn't until a couple of years later that I, I had a, a very kismet conversation with someone who said, oh, you know, someone at uh, the company that launched Laura Mercier, created Laura Mercier, is a huge fan of your brand. And I mentioned that I knew you and she said, I can't find that coffee scrub anyway, anywhere. And he ended up making an introduction. And that ended up being how I was able to bring Nikeo back into the market was partnering with that group and, and learning so much and getting Laura Mercier as a mentor and, and all of the mentors that I met within that company. And even though I ultimately left there and went on to do, uh, join another portfolio, it was, you know, kind of the greatest mistake that could have ever happened because it took me then to um, a place where I could surround myself with people who knew better about how to run a business and how to deal with inventory and what manufacturers to use. And, and so, yeah, it was a huge fall down moment. Um, I have a trigger to the word failure because we don't tell our kids their failures when they fall off the bike. That's why I always <laughs> get back up moments. Um, and so, yeah, I fell off the bike a few times and, and, and got back up, but it always led me to a better place. And it, and it also led me to a place that I can now help others to understand um, when maybe saying no to a big opportunity might be better. Um, maybe we can do this later or whatever, you know, just making sure you're prepared so you don't have those crash moments. Oh, such great advice. And I can't believe that perfect storm, Ellen DeGeneres and the Oprah Winfrey show know, right? in the same week. And I, I mean, I can empathize with getting orders that you're not prepared 
you don't have the inventory to support and wanting the growth, but needing to grow it at, at the pace that you can afford is stressful in, in its own right, because you want to run as a founder, you want to run and you want to sell as many units as humanly possible. And that can sometimes be even bigger problems. And so unless you have all of your ducks in a row from finances yeah. to mentors, to like a website, they can handle it. It can be. Right. right. And I mean, obviously now with, um, you know, COVID and supply chain issues, you know, I mean, I talk to our brands about this all the time that, you know, when you're, especially when you're manufacturing a consumer product, good, you know, manufacturing is prioritized based on, you know, unless you have really tight relationships with your manufacturers, it's very hard to get to the front of the line when you're a small brand. And, and it's very hard to, especially when you're dealing with retailers to make promises or even your consumers on your own sites, you know, that you're going to have something back in stock and not to be able to deliver mm-hmm. is really, really stressful. And, and now we've got this added element of stress that so much of our supply and manufacturing comes from places that it's been hard to retrieve. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just through all of it, it's also about just understanding that A, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Everybody has supply chain issues right now, even the big companies, right? And and to find manufacturers, if you are in CPG, that that you can nurture true relationships with. Because even when I was a tiny brand and, and the manufacturers I worked with made huge brands, because I had formed friendships and relationships with them, they were more apt to to prioritize, you know, at a time when when I needed it most. And so I'm grateful for those, for those relationships as well. That's great advice. Oh, Nikeo, thank you so much for, for coming on the show, for talking yeah. about your journey. And um, I mean, I wish that Nikeo Beauty was purchased long before, but I really look back and think about you getting back up on the bike. And I don't know that 13 Loon would be here without all of those ups and downs, the roller coaster of being an entrepreneur. And you definitely are where you're supposed to be and doing what you're supposed to do when you grow up. So thank you. Thank you. Oh thank my you gosh. Doing it's so it. great to see you and, and, you know, congrats to you, honey. I'm so grateful for the community that you've built for my fab five, for all the things, your beautiful babies. And it's just lovely to get to see your face. So thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to be here and have you here and just to like learn more about your mission. So I will put all the links in the show notes. Where can people follow along? Where can they follow along with 13 Loon with you and learn more? You can follow us um, at Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, at 13 Loon um, and it's 13 spelled out and then L-U-N-E. And then you can follow me personally at Nikeo, N-Y-A-K-I-O. And you can hear more about 13 Loon at our podcast called The Beauty Vanguard, wherever you get your podcasts. Great. Well, we'll do links to everything and I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you for listening to Be Well by Kelly. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at bewellbykelly.com and follow me on Instagram at bewellbykelly. I would love if you picked up my books, Body Love and Body Love Every Day. They're sold on Amazon and at all major booksellers. 